Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. It is Jackie and Erin here. Um, happy Valentine's Day, happy President's Day, happy long weekend slash short week, all good things. Um, but it's been a pretty crazy week in Bachelor Nation, and I don't think it would be right to go on to discuss the episode without first kind of addressing everything that went on this week. Um, but yeah, I don't even know where to start. Do you have a place you want to start, Erin? Um, yeah, I guess we could just jump, I guess just jumping right into it. I mean, I think the first thing that we need to say is that we don't condone any of the racist behavior or actions that was taken by obviously Rachel in those photographs. Um, nor do we condone Chris Harrison's defense or attempt to defend her, nor do we condone the way that he spoke to Rachel Lindsay, just all around really, um, don't support any of it. And I think it's been really interesting to kind of see how this has played out. Um, I don't think that ABC thought that they were going to get the backlash that they did from people. Um, And I think that we have seen a lot more people. I spent a lot of time today going through um, the people from Bachelor Nation just to kind of check in and see like who's actually said something about this, who's actually spoken out. Because I did a lot of that this summer um, with all of the uh, Black Lives Matter protests. And it was really evident to me that a lot of members of Bachelor Nation just do not say anything. They just stay silent because I think a lot of them are afraid of losing followers and losing money. Um, So that's kind of the behavior that I expected from them this time, which is absolutely terrible. And I try to unfollow um, as many of those people who don't speak out um, as as I noticed, like if you don't say anything, then we don't know what you stand for. I did see a lot of people this time say something to varying degrees of like really getting into it, but a lot of people at least reposted things, did say things. So that I think overall was maybe like a a positive to see. What are your thoughts? Um, It goes without saying that what Rachel did was wrong. The way Chris Harrison defended it is wrong. And the way Chris Harrison went in there so defensive of Rachel leads me to believe that she wins. Had she stepped forward and apologized with a genuine apology saying like, you know, I was ignorant. That's not an excuse. I'm like kind of in the way that she did, but had she done this six weeks ago, I think people would have been, it wouldn't have blown up to be as big of a thing as it has. And and I think that was Rachel Lindsay's point was like, okay, but it's like weird that she's being silent for this long. If if people are accusing you of something, you'd want to step out and set the record straight immediately. And what's weird to me is that I think we've, been reading things online that the show was telling her to stay quiet up until this point I mean I like I don't know it's just like it's terrible and I I don't know where to go from here I guess is more so what I'm trying to say yeah I totally get that so I think to your point of Chris Harrison coming on and trying to defend her and what was he thinking and the I think what he was thinking was that he's never been held accountable before. So why would this be mm-hmm. any different? Um, there's an interesting Reddit thread that has links to basically every problematic interview that he's ever done. And it mm-hmm. is long. I mean, I didn't even know all of this stuff that he has said about women, about race, like just all of this stuff. And yeah. nobody's ever 
been loud before and said, hey, we're not going to take that. So of course he's going to enter this and think that it's going to result in the same way. And his point is obviously the most important point, the one that matters the most, because he's a white man and he's got the power. He's got the money. He has the power. He controls the narrative. So therefore, yeah, I'm going to say whatever I want. And I'm not really going to think that I'm going to be held accountable because so often people are not held accountable, which is yeah. why holding people accountable is so important. And, you know, you see this big conversation right now, cancel culture versus accountability. Like that's what people are calling for. They're calling for accountability and accountability is not necessarily a comfortable feeling. You know, accountability is not necessarily yeah. going to feel good. You might feel uncomfortable, but it is better to feel uncomfortable and take responsibility for your actions than to be actively and continuously harming people of color and upholding white supremacy, right? Like I am personally more afraid of my unexamined racism than I am of being called out for things that I do. Please call me out. Please call me out. Well, and that's why I don't think he needed to go in so hard to double down on like defending Rachel, right? Because I think that's all that, that everyone was kind of just asking for, just being like, hey, this is not a great look. Like we would really like to hear you acknowledge that and apologize like you know what I mean no one I don't think Rachel Lindsay's intent was to be like cancel this girl like we hate her goodbye I think it was just kind of like pretty weird we haven't heard from her so then for Chris Harrison to not just come in and be like yeah well that's pretty messed up and we should hear from like it's just like I don't understand why he needed to double down on it meaning I just think this is truly how he feels then at the end of yeah. the day. Um, and he didn't just double down on it, right? Like he said things like, well, it might not be acceptable in 2021, but it was accept- acceptable in 2018. Sir, these parties were not acceptable in the 1800s when they were originally yeah. held. They weren't acceptable then. And they sure as hell weren't acceptable in 2018. Like what planet are, well, I know what planet he's living on. So I'm not even going to ask the question, but the way in which he doubled down was just infuriating. Well, and see. also too, it's like, you know, Uh, if that is something that for whatever, I mean, I think it should bother him that these parties still go on because it's like absurd. But even if in a world, it doesn't bother him personally for whatever reason, like checking his privilege, he's indifferent to it. Like, eh, not a big deal to me. The fact that he was, Rachel Lindsay's on the other side of this being like, okay, well, but like, it means something to me. Like as a black woman, like I feel hurt by this. So Chris Harrison, even if you're not hurt by it, that's not your choice to get to decide that other people can't be offended by it. And that I think was the most tone deaf part of it was just that like, because you like you, Chris Harrison, you can feel however you feel. You clearly know Rachel personally. You've watched her date Matt James. So you probably do think, you know, eh, this was something she did. I know how, what's in her heart, but no one else does. None of us know her and none of us have heard from her about this in six weeks. And that was Rachel Lindsay's point is like, well, this upsets me and she has not addressed it. So I'm allowed to be upset about it. And that's where I think it was so Chris Harrison's Chris Harrison, like constantly dismissing that. And it's like, it's not your place to tell Rachel Lindsay how she should or shouldn't feel about this. I think that was absolutely. You literally could have written what I wrote down. Like, that's exactly what I said. Oh my God. Yes. That's yeah, exactly. Like you don't get to decide if someone tells you, Hey, that's hurting me. You don't get to decide that it's not hurting them. Right. You just don't across the board for all situations. Right. You just don't get to decide what hurts other people. But I don't know where, what happens now, because I, this is where I'm struggling. I do think the show kept her silent for 
this amount of time, which also leads me to believe she wins or either comes in second place. She wasn't at the women tell all. We know that. Um, and then Chris Harrison did say something. Oh no, like we will, we will get to it. We will address it on the show. Um, kind of alluding to the fact that there's going to be some live finale where Rachel will be present. Um, and if I, it's, so it's just hard because I don't, if her silence was not her choice, this is not her being indifferent. This is her like literally being muzzled by the ABC multimedia corporation, just trying to exploit people for ratings. It's like, I don't know how to feel about her apology. The fact that it was so late. I don't think, I think it was a decent apology. I hope that she means it. Like, we'll see. I just don't know where to go from here, you know? Yeah. So her apology, I thought, I thought her apology was actually decent, but it's not my apology to accept. So not my, like, uh, people can take it or leave it however they want. Um, I do think that it, is very much much possible that ABC was telling her not to say anything. But at the end of the day, if you know what is right, you you don't have to listen to ABC. And I know we have that conversation all the time because we're like, well, they're manipulated and they're this and they're that. And no, I know but like they, they can, ABC, contracts. I was about to say, like, if they're holding millions of dollars NDA over your head, I don't know if it's that easy to just be like, well, this is right. I have to do this. I feel like they hold a lot more power, especially for contestants that are still on the show. Once they're kind of out of that, they have more freedom, but I think it's a scary machine. Totally agree with you, but I'm sorry. Like she comes from a well-off family, hire a lawyer. Like there are things that she could have done. If she really in her heart was like, I absolutely have to address this because this is wrong. And I need to, I need to take responsibility Uh for this. There are things that she could have tried to do. Um, I think that seeing what her mom came out and said about it, trying to defend her and the way her mom talked about it um, and basically diminished it and said it wasn't a big deal and she's good and she didn't do anything wrong and whatever. I think that speaks a lot to their family values, right? Like there's more to the picture here. There's more that we heard than just, oh, she wasn't allowed to say anything. Totally valid that she may have been bullied into not saying anything or threatened into not saying anything, but you know, there are other things that she could have tried to do. Now she didn't. So there's nothing we can do about that. Um, She's apologized. They say that Chris Harrison is stepping aside. Like these all seem like positive things. I think where I'm struggling as a viewer is like, do I continue to watch this show? Do I continue to support this franchise that has shown us who they are over and over and over again? Yeah. And yes, now after this immense backlash that you clearly didn't think you were going to get, you're doing something, but you've also done something, little tiny things to make it seem like things are better without actually changing your internal structures and like really doing the, to be cliche, but doing the work. So how do I, as a viewer, how do I, as a viewer react to that? I don't know. Obviously I'm still watching this season because I am committed to this podcast. So I'm going to continue with the podcast. But to be honest, if we weren't doing this podcast, I don't know if I would be continuing to watch because seeing Rachel on tonight's episode felt uncomfortable and icky to me. It was really hard to watch, especially hard to watch her get that rose over a room full of black women. It just was hard to watch. Now, I'm not saying that I want Matt James to end up with a woman of color. I think that that is microaggression in itself, right? Like no, no shade on interracial relationships of any kind. I just, it's now hard to watch because they're pushing that love story down our throats even more to try to make her seem likable. And it's just, I mean, I didn't really enjoy watching her all along because I knew this about her for several weeks now, but 
I don't know. It feels icky to me now. I don't know. I feel like that's making though a lot of assumptions about like what her her and Matt could actually be in love. Like I don't know where they have ended in all of this. I don't know if they have had these those difficult conversations with this coming out and have come to some sort of understanding where he feels that he can trust her. They can move past it. He, you know, like that's his decision. I am not going to judge him either way. If he picks her, that's, that's his decision. If he decides to stay with her in the same way that when, um, Becca, picked Garrett and chose to stay with him. Yeah. That, okay. Becca, well, that's cause I also, and I also just think, I do think people are capable of learning and doing better. And I just like, I don't know. I maybe I'll, I'll regret seeing this. I don't see it as icky because I do feel that Matt really does care for her, at least at this point in the show that we're watching. And it's just kind of like, I don't know if it's my place to make those decisions or judgments on he feels how he feels, she feels how she feels. If that's something that when this all comes out and they can kind of work past it and feel that their relationship can still work and they've come to an understanding where he feels she has learned better. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot of, it's just like at some point you kind of have to like let people do their thing. I don't think I'm saying that I don't want either one of them to do their thing. I just think I'm struggling with this franchise has, like I said earlier, shown us who they are repeatedly. Um, Chris Harrison is still in the episodes. So how do I, as a viewer, like, how do you, how do you send a message to ABC that this is what, this is not acceptable and I don't support this. And how long can you continue to watch and support the show? If I don't know, how do you, how do you decide like what the appropriate changes are? I don't know. That's why I said I'm struggling. Like, I don't really know, but I did have a hard time watching tonight's episode. I mean, yes, I believe she can grow and change, but no, I don't believe that she's grown and changed since the last I mean, these were shot before any of this happened. So in those scenes, she's still the same person that attended those parties. And, and again, he can pick whoever he wants and end up with whoever he wants. I don't judge him like that. That's all on him. But for me watching her being like, "Mm, I know all this about you. It feels uncomfortable to me watching it, watching Chris Harrison, watching the show, just kind of pretending like all this stuff didn't happen this week with no acknowledgement of it. No. And like, they should have started the episode acknowledging it. It should have been acknowledged from the beginning and it was not. I know that they're probably waiting till the, after the final rose, because that's better for the numbers. But at what point ABC, do you say, okay, I'm not going to make decisions based on what's going to make us the most money. I'm going to make decisions on what's Right. The answer is literally never. Like that's and that's fine. But then I don't want to watch the show. Then I don't want to financially support them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can make you can make decisions about money, and your viewers can make decisions as well. So that's just something that I'm thinking about now. Is like, Mm -hmm. what does this mean for me as like a viewer of the show? I don't know. That's where that's where my mind is. But I I don't I don't really like the way that they just didn't acknowledge it tonight. I don't think I expected them to. Yeah. But just because I have come to learn that you should expect the worst from big corporations doesn't make it any less wrong when they do wrong things. You know what I mean? No, no I do. And yeah. And then if that's how you, you feel, then maybe we should not be watching it. I, yeah, I don't know. It's just something to think either. about, right? Like I'm not saying yeah. I, I absolutely 
I never call myself a perfect ally or anti-racist or anything. Like we are all on our, trying our best. And I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't know what's right. No, I know you, you, you bring up a lot of good points and I don't have the answers either, but I do think it's an important conversation that we're, we are having. And listeners, if you feel similarly, like, let us know, let us yeah. know how you're thinking as well. Before we get into the episode, the one thing I do want to, I just want to throw out there is like, who is going to, if he's stepping aside, I hope that it's not just for a little while. Like they're trying to make it seem like it is right. Like mm-hmm. I hope that we're able to send him enough of a message that says, nope, not for a little while, like forever. Like he's done now. Um, but who do they replace him with? How do well, they handle I- that? I don't know. I was talking about this with my brother actually earlier today. Big fan of the podcast, big bachelor guy now that his girlfriend has gotten him into watching every single episode. So he does text me about this pretty often. Um, And quite frankly, I don't know. And to be honest, I don't know if and how the show succeeds without him, honestly. He is the constant for the 20 years of this show. It, it's the contestants roll through. Um, and I think, it, I'm not saying I like this. I don't think this is good, but just with how I think this franchise works and has been branded, I think once they remove him and replace him with someone else, I think the show will slowly stop being a thing. I could, I think even if they don't replace him long-term, this show could stop being a thing. Like, I think that we're at the peak of like the the show right now. And I I don't know. I really kind of think it's all downhill from here, unless like we have suggested many times and they've never listened to us. They completely redo the formula of the show to keep up with where we are in the world of reality TV. I mean, we keep saying, it, their plot lines are antiquated. They're overfabricated. The viewers are too smart for this. Like it's gotten yeah. old. It's gotten stale. Like even outside of Chris Harrison, we've said yeah. that about the show. So do they take this as an opportunity to spin and create something brand new with a different person? Or do they try to replace him and keep doing the same old stuff? Or do they just kind of give us someone new for Bachelor? I'm afraid that for this next season in Bachelor in Paradise, we're going to have someone new, like an alum. And yeah. then next year, they're going to be like, oh, it's blown over. And he will be right back there with a big apology speech on the first episode. And then business as usual. That's what I think will probably happen. That's what I think will happen too, honestly. And I 100% don't support that. But unfortunately, that's kind of what I yeah. think is going to happen. And in that case, yeah. I really, I mean, if I'm still watching at that point, then I really would stop watching because I mean, there's no other way you can send the message then. You can sign petitions, you can speak out online, you can do all those things. but at the end of the day, they make money off of your views. Exactly. Yeah. So, No, I get that. I don't know. And, and maybe, maybe it's time for the show to be done. Like maybe it's like, okay, yeah, guys, you guys had a, ru- a good run 20 years, like shows do end and maybe we ended here. Maybe we ended here. Like go out on while you're still kind of on a semi decent rating situation and just say your goodbyes because the concept I mean yeah we talk about this all the time it is it there's just I, it's so because as you like dive into like all the things that are problematic about it it's just more and more stuff that comes up that it's like you've known all along was problematic but you've just kind of ignored because it's like I always watch the show like this is just like what I do so I watch the yeah. show and I know that this thing is but there's just so much there um so I don't know I'm 
I don't know. I'm curious to see how it plays out. I personally, if they need like a sub host, would love to see Mike Johnson. Oh, I thought I you were about he- to volunteer yourself. Like, I mean, so I will. One, I thought about. It. <laughs> I will 100% do it. I am available in the summer for Bachelor in Paradise if they would like me. Um, but no, I I think like someone like Mike Johnson could be really cool to see. Yeah. Would I also love like Johnson. love a girl, love a lady. But I know I feel like they're like, gonna bring in JoJo again, and I'm just like I don't care about her. <laughs> she seems very nice. I just. Yeah, the host. She's just boring to me. Yeah, like she's fine, but yeah, just not really. Doesn't have that oomph. But yeah, I don't know. I I do feel bad for Matt in all of this. I mean, who knows where he's at now with Rachel and where that's going to end up? But just the fact that his whole season, it was has now become about like, oh, he uh, might end up winning with some racist girl, and that's like the whole. That's every single headline on something that was supposed to be so good for the franchise and push it in a positive direction. And yeah, it's just, I, I feel bad for him that he has to deal with this. And this is like what his season is kind of becoming. Like boiling down to. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely. I mean, that that sucks. And it's a shame that, that ABC over and over again tries to like exploit and create drama out of literal racism. I mean, yeah. on Rachel Lindsay's season, they- literally put a racist contestant because it would be good TV. I mean, like, you know, yeah. I think it's not all not on purpose. It's not all by accident. Oh no, of course not. It's, you know what I mean? If anything, I think it's incredibly deliberately on purpose. Um, yeah. yeah. So which I, is why I say, I, I think, I think they were really shocked by people are like, no, like you can't because think of all the things that they've gotten away with in the past. So this is my, I I guess my big point is just, you know, people want to say cancel culture, cancel culture, but if you don't hold people accountable for things, things continue. That's why we've gotten to this point because nobody's ever held Chris Harrison or the Bachelor show in general accountable for anything. If you don't hold people accountable, their nonsense will continue. Yeah. Because unfortunately, as much as we want to say like, yeah, people can grow and change, people can grow and change, but oftentimes people are not going to grow and change without somebody being like, hi, what you did was not okay. And a lot of people think it wasn't okay. Right. Like if you're not shown that mirror, you're probably not going to make that change on your own. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I know you are. I just, you know. All right. But I guess we have to like talk about the episode though. Yeah. Um, I've titled this episode, (laughs) the episode where they drop like flies. I think that this is my favorite episode of any season I've come to realize because you go from, I didn't realize that hometowns were next week. You go from having all of these girls that think that the lead or all these boys that think the lead's obsessed with them. And then they just start dropping. The same thing happened in Colton season, a little bit with Taisha, a little, a little less so with Taisha, but Colton, it was like that one episode where like every girl was like, bye, I'm going to leave. Um, yeah. And I just love it. I love to see them leave because it means that we're getting closer to finding out like the ending. I am happy about that. I'm happy that we're now closer and more honed in on like four people now that I know, know who Matt is and Matt knows who they are. And I've seen them speak before. And you know what? I'll take it because there was just too many people there for so long. But I will say, I feel like throughout the show, I kept making predictions of like, oh, this person's going to get a hometown now. This And my hometown guesses were like pretty off. Like yeah. I, I thought Abigail going home shocked me. Yes, yeah, Um, and I thought Kit was going to get a hometown just because she has like a cool 
family situation. Like I, I thought it was going to be a similar thing to why they gave Corinne the hometown where it's like, don't you want to go to Cynthia Rowley's penthouse in New York city? That would have just made for a cool episode. So I was shocked that she sent herself home. Well, I don't think they're traveling. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my God. Otherwise, I was so dumb. Wow. They really tricked that... me into thinking that yeah. we were in normal bachelor. I, that didn't even go through my mind that we're not going to Kit's house. Yeah. Wait, dang. I know. I was really shocked by the Abigail thing too. And my heart totally broke for her because he literally said, basically, I forgot about you. Yeah. Like you, you made me so comfortable that I just forgot you were here. And oh my goodness. I, know. I could see her returning in some capacity. She'll definitely return in some capacity. I could see her, them making a bid for her for Bachelorette. Um, yeah. people, people but if not like a very hot commodity in paradise. Like I think yep. she, she's very sweet. She's a great girl. Like she'll be fine. Yeah. That one really shocked me. Let me see which other ones I was like. Hello. That was the only one that really surprised me. Now, I wasn't paying that close attention during Serena's one-on-one date, but from what I did see, they did not seem compatible. I loved that she said I was uncomfortable and I didn't like this date. Mm-hmm. Love the realness. Love someone to be like, yo, this date yeah. was like low-key, like not a good date, by the way. Love that. But just overall, I didn't really see that they were compatible. And if you're only giving out four roses, it felt weird that she got one to me. I, that was another one that I was completely wrong about in the opposite sense I had written down in my notes oh okay Serena's going home and then all of a sudden she gets a rose yeah that one also shocked me as well so not because she said she didn't like the date but just because from what I saw of them it just seemed off yeah it didn't I don't see like that same sort of yeah like romantic connection that I see with him and Michelle that I see with him and Rachel Who's the, who, oh, and Brie. I, I forget about Brie a lot because her one-on-one date was so long so ago. So long ago. I know, but I do really like her. I, like, I really liked her from her one-on-one date. So I just remember liking her. And then the other person that obviously sent themselves home was Kit. Now I have been a not Kit fan since the beginning. I have not really liked her. And there have been things that she has done that I still don't like. But when she sat down with him and said, I'm a long-term investment, and laid out everything that she was looking for. I was like, yes, normalize these conversations. Normalize yes. women that are interested in more than just like getting married and having babies. And yes, it was very LOL to me that she was like, I don't, I want to wait to have kids till I'm like 25 or 26. Cause okay. <laughs> <laughs> that time has come and gone for some of us, but I really liked that she had that conversation and she called herself a long-term investment. Because baby, we are long-term investments. <laughs> but then that, I don't get why she then went to go send herself home. Because I think she got the answers from Matt that she was looking for, at least on the surface. He was like, yeah, I'm down. I have two theories about this. Okay. So my, my one theory is, goes along with her. My one theory is like that she's a better person, maybe like a, not a better person, but just like a more pure hearted had more pure hearted intentions than the other. So the pure hearted theory is that she, cause she has said throughout that she is afraid of her feelings and she does not like feeling her feelings and she really doesn't want to get hurt. So when mm-hmm. she put herself out, I feel like she took a toe, put her toe in the pool of vulnerability and was like, okay, like I'm trying it out. And I put my feelings out there and it seems like he really likes me. And then when he didn't give her the group date rose, I feel like she was like, mm, shut it down. We're done. Nope. I'm not, I'm not feeling like that again. So that's my like yeah. her pure hearted. Like she's just not really at a place in her life now where she's ready to really feel all her feelings and take those risks. 
The other theory, which this is not an original, I saw this on the internet, was people are like, Kit has played this perfectly for the influencer game. She came in, like had some great one-liners, has made a name for herself, has made it far enough where people know her, people like her, Mm -hmm. she's going to have a following. This is exactly what other people have done. You get to this episode and this is what Cassie Randolph intended to do. You get to this episode and you say, okay, that's all for me. Goodbye. And then you go home to all your Instagram followers. Yeah. And maybe she, I think I could go either way. I think I go with that. Although I do. I knew you were going to go with that one. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I like, while I do think she, I'm sure she, she liked Matt and cared for him and like had a good time spending time with him. She's still 21. Like she hasn't even finished college yet. Like the sh- she did not come on this show with the intention to get engaged. And she so literally though, said that to him. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I'm sure even though she really enjoyed spending time with him, a lot is going to have to really woo her to get her to then be like, oh no, I actually am going to get engaged on the show. Like she has to go back and graduate from NYU. Like she's, she's busy, but she did. She's see, it makes me like her. I'm like, honestly, that is how you go on the bachelor. Like that is the fucking like brilliant woman. Like, wow. I, I completely agree with you. That's this episode was when I was like, all right, I like it. And her Gucci tights, like go absolutely off. Yeah, I didn't notice those, but <laughs> she's so I, I like think she's so pretty too. Like I don't know, like her whole she's cute, fashion, yeah. Fashion girl vibe. I'm like I'm very into it. I think she's gonna do really well for herself. I think she went out on a good note, like looking good. Um, I think she has said some mm-hmm. mean things that I don't love. Yeah. Um, but other than those things, for the most part, yeah, I think she played the game very well. I think she won. To be honest with you, yeah, she won the game. Her and whoever becomes the next Bachelorette are the winners of the season. Jacenia, I'm also shocked Jacenia was even there as long as she was. <laughs> Same. Because um, also she was one of the ones in the beginning when they were all kind of, uh, oh, I also talk, once again, bullying another girl out of this yes. house, how mean they were to Heather. Um, Jacenia was the one kind of leading the pack and Serena C, but I was expecting that from Serena C. Wasn't necessarily expecting it from Jacenia. And I was just like, this is... They were all, I, they were all really mean to Heather. I, that is a good point. We should go back to that moment because. It, but not all of them were speaking. Like they were all sitting there and like, I would say half of them were speaking. And then like Kit was just like sitting no, there. Or Kit like, said, Kit was the one that was like, just go like, just, she was one that cursed actually. So she like cursed at her. Oh, I There was only, part. only, Mich- I think only Michelle and Abigail did not say anything. I would have to watch it back to see for sure. But from what I saw on Twitter, people were saying that those were the only two people that did not make a comment because even like even pipe, like Piper was, yeah, no, mad Piper was mad because her yeah. date was interrupted. And I totally think that them all being upset and angry was valid, but ganging up and saying things like you couldn't, like you couldn't make it on your season. Now you're going to try again. Like, I know that so stuff rude. was mean for, for you to be able to go to that place of saying that to a complete stranger so quickly, like you, you got, no, like we should not so easily be able to say that to people yeah. that we literally just met. Also, here's my tea. I think Matt should have kept Heather and given it a chance. I kind of agree with you. 
Okay, thank you. I thought you were going to be like, hello. Like, don't no. say that. At first I was annoyed. Obviously last week he said we were annoyed about Heather. Yeah. I was. But then watching all of those girls be mean to her and her just having to stand there and put up with it, I started to kind of feel sad. Well, and I don't know. She came all the way there. Yeah. To, I've, I mean, like, you can argue, like, why she was really there to begin with. But I do kind of believe, based on the conversation that her and Matt were having about, like, no, like, Hannah really talked you up. Like, I really think we have a lot in common. Like, why would he not just give it a chance? His whole excuse was like, oh, we only have two weeks, blah. I don't know if we can get there in time. But why wouldn't you at least try? You guys already have a lot of mutual friends. You clearly have stuff in common. I don't know. I was like open to it and into it. I I would have been okay with her saying just to kind of see how it went. I'm just assuming that he was not interested. Yeah. Which also, if he had been interested, they would have already dated. That's true. They, like, you know, like they do have mutual friends, but I think the good thing for Heather is last week, people were really unhappy with her coming on the show at all. And now watching all of those girls be so mean to her, I think she's coming out looking a little less bad. Like it actually yeah. kind of worked out well for her because now the audience has some sympathy for her because yeah. we're all like, oh, don't be that. Like you just don't need to be that mean. Well, and why did she have to drive herself home in the minivan? <laughs> like, why didn't they, why didn't she have like a normal, <laughs> like, why would you make that girl drive her, like, she's crying and you're going to put her in front of a vehicle and be like, yeah, drive yourself. Where is she even driving to? Like a different hotel in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania? <laughs> she just got to get off the premises, head to the, right to the airport. <laughs> That was so funny to me that like in her ball gown, she gets into a white minivan in the driver's seat and is like, all right, well, leaving now. Bye. Thanks. That's an excellent point. Yeah, that was messed up. Get her a car. Everyone hey, else gets um, a car and they get like an exit interview with a producer driving around in circles until they cry. Like maybe because she was already crying. They didn't need it. But like maybe justice for Heather though, a little bit. Cause that was not great. I think so. I, I mean, I think she should have stayed, but. Like, set, like, instead of, I don't know, who's in the top four now? Okay, so I'm heading not, into hometowns, we have yeah, Serena, okay. who I'm not feeling that excited about. Mm-mm. Rachel, who I'm obviously not excited about, but I think she's going to win, so. Yeah. Um, Brie, who I really like, and Michelle, who I love. Yeah, I would love, love to Michelle. see Michelle <laughs> as the Bachelorette. See, put Heather in there instead of Serena. Like, there's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah put Heather in there. Um, I loved the last scene. Did you watch with Michelle doing the push-ups? Yeah. She's funny. She is really fun. And also, I thought that was a nice moment to see all of the girls and Matt, like, laughing and getting along as well. I thought that was a really nice moment. Because it, it doesn't great. always have to be so mean, guys. Yeah, it was great. So I am a big Michelle fan. I I think that he should pick her. I think that's his best match. I don't think he's going to. But no, I'd like to see her be really successful with something else. So she's my pick. Who's yours out of the top four? Who do you like the best? Who do I like the best? Um, None of them, honestly. I mean, like, I, I like Michelle. You're not excited about any of them. But she does not excite me. Yeah. Like, I can see how on paper she's an amazing person. But, but like, on my TV screen, she, like. We also haven't gotten a ton of those people. That's true. We also haven't gotten a ton of most of them. Like, we've, we've seen a lot of Matt and Rachel. I don't know anything about Brie. Like, no. She got the one-on-one, and I even wrote down at one point because she had the whole conversation with Matt that she had to resign from her job now to stay here, and I was like, what even is her job? I don't know anything about this girl. And I can't she had a whole one-on-one. It's like... 
Yeah, I can't for the life of me remember what her job is. And it was bothering me so yeah. much. Yeah, so I, I, do, I don't like Serena. I don't think her and Matt are a good fit. I don't even know why she's there in the top four. I think there were better people to bring along at that point. Brie and Michelle, I like in theory. I just don't know much about them. We haven't seen much of them. Right. Um, so they don't like excite me. And Rachel is Rachel. So. Right. I think yeah. here we are. Here we are. Um, so the preview for next week's episode, are they trying to make us think that someone has a skydiving accident? Like what are yeah, they doing yes. with the editing? I think that's what they were trying to make if us think. If a contestant had a skydiving accident, we would have seen it in the news. Yeah. Like Matt is, they took music that made it seem like something bad happened and just filmed Matt running towards someone who just landed from skydiving and tried to make it seem like, someone has a skydiving accident. And this was just another moment of don't insult my intelligence, Derek, to me, I know, because I, I was know. like, what are you doing? Well, they're running out of material. They're just, I guess. And I'm really wondering if with everything happening and all the backlash that they're getting, are they re-editing? Yeah. That's I wonder that I'm too. Most interested in, did we get more of Matt and Rachel in this episode than we would have because they're really trying to sell their love story? Um, are we going to see different conversation with her family next week because right. of the, all of this, like what, how does this, we'll I'll probably never know, but how does this impact their editing? I do. I just wonder about it. Well, I wonder about that. And then I wonder from what angle, because what was, what was the angle before? And like, what are you trying to convince us of now? And based on the way Chris Harrison came out swinging, like, I think they are, if anything, they would have to re-edit things to sell their love story more because I think they want us to end up rooting for them. Yeah, um, that's what I. That's what I think they're going to continue to try try to shove their love down our throats. And I think going back to why I said earlier, it's icky because that to me is icky. like you're trying too hard to make us all forget what we already know. Whether yeah. or not those two decide to be together, regardless, just editing that, like editing it to try and make it seem like. It, it just, yeah, I think they're going to try to just really shove it down our throats, yeah. maybe more than they would have. And that's annoying to me. Makes me wonder how many, how many other times they've, because I know they did something like, well, they didn't do it similarly because they didn't have enough like content, but I know when Ari switched back to Lauren B, they started re-editing to even put her in more because she had not even really been in the show up until like halfway through. So yeah, I just, I don't know what it would have been. If they're not shoving this, if they're not changing it to shove more of a love story down our throats, what was it alternatively? Because I don't think any of these conversations, well, I mean, okay, I don't know. I'm literally making this up, but I like, were those conversations even had? Was this even part of the storyline until way after the fact? No, no, I don't think we're going to get actual conversations. I just, I just wonder like, I just, I feel like I was just hyper aware of how often she was getting camera time in this episode. And I'm yeah. just wondering, would she have had all that camera time yeah, before? Maybe fair. would we have had more of Brie and Michelle if they weren't mm -hmm. trying to like sell her to us and make her really likable and overcompensate? I don't right. know. Or would no, she that's have a good more point. camera time and they're cutting back on it? I don't know. I just, I'm curious. Yeah, that. I know. Do you know what I'm that saying? Makes, yes, I do. Now that, you, that makes sense to me. We'll never know. I wish I could get into that editing room, you know? Like I, just, I know. <laughs> Ugh, I just want to be a fly on the wall. Do you know who you're giving your rose and thorn to this week? 
my thorn is going to Heather's minivan because I think they really did her not only did they do her dirty in general because like they knew that she wanted to come on I'm assuming much earlier than two weeks before or one week even before hometowns um and they kept her back to kind of make this more of a problem when she came in halfway through for drama whatever and then to have the girl drive herself back to wherever in her own minivan was really sad to me (laughs) it's just sure whatever and my rose goes to that was a great thorn by the way that was quality thank you um and my rose goes to matt james our bachelor ladies and gents not much explanation just i I wish that his season was not so regardless of where he is now in whatever relationship he's in. It's unfortunate to me that his season is being just so overshadowed by headlines regarding racism in general. Like it's just let the guy be a normal bachelor. Like, so I want to give him my rose. All right. Um, I'm going to give my thorn to, Oh, I just had it. I lost it. Who was I giving my thorn to? My thorn is just going to the general meanness of the women this season. It was really um, hard to watch over and over and over again and see them called out for being mean. And then on tonight's episode, those people who said, oh, those girls are being bullies, then turning around and exhibiting the same exact behavior. Obviously, the meme that's going around is like, if you don't die the hero, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I think that's. It's just sad. I'm so sick of that being a major plot component of this program because they don't do that on The Bachelorette with the guys. It's only with the girls. And I'm just very sick of it. And my rose is going to uh, Rachel Lindsay and um, also uh, Taylor. Crap, what's her last name? Nolan. Taylor Nolan. Um, she's like Mocha. She's like Tay Mocha yeah. or whatever on Instagram. Um, both of the, them have done a really a lot of emotional labor and have continuously called out the franchise and have posted really uh, valuable stuff. So definitely check out their pages if you have not already. For sure. There's my roses. Do you want to say goodbye? No, I thought you were going to say something. You opened your mouth. Well, yeah, but this was like more for you, but that's fine. I was saying, I was going to say, should we have Connor watch hometowns next week. Um, oh yeah. And bring him on. That'd be fun. I was thinking either for hometowns or like overnight dates, like one of those like specialized ones Mm -hmm. and really kind of get his like totally outsider perspective could be fun. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Okay. I'll text him about that. Um, cool. So you guys might be in for a special guest next week. He's going to like literally find out about this from listening to the podcast. I know that's why I was trying not to say it as part of the episode, but no, but I think it's funnier that way. This is how you get invited on the podcast. We make formal invitations. So you can't say no. Yeah. So guys, next week, our friend who's a hilarious comedian and almost viral TikToker, Connor McGrath, will be joining us. So yeah, we'll have a special guest. Special guests are always fun. And make sure to like and subscribe and swipe up and follow us on Instagram. I'm not going to say the handles. You know them. And bye. Yeah, literally bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.